I figured out that I liked drinking and liked doing stuff, but I only liked being in social settings to get it. Gotcha, everything, gotcha, yeah. Everything shut down, man. It was perfect for me. I started a little farm in my yard. And <laughs> Dang, that's cool. Yeah, that's man. Cool. I went to AA once, dude. I, I looked around, and after the meeting, I was like, man, these guys are freaking weirdos, man. And just, I never, <laughs> never went back. Because I, 
because I put so much of my identity in skateboarding that when I wasn't doing it and I wasn't under the lights and I wasn't, you know, just whatever the accolades or just that sense of accomplishment or, um, it was really, really hard at first. I didn't have any other aspiration. I literally, as far as, you know, as far as something that was going to pay the bills, I didn't have, or something that was going to bring some fulfillment to me as far as purpose and things like that. I didn't, I didn't have anything. And so it was just skateboarding. And so when skateboarding was starting to close the window on me, it just, it was a hard season at first. Because you put so much time and focus into this one thing, you know, and it's, and it's not like um, almost, you know, it's like with football. With football, at least they get to go to college. You know what I mean? They at least have that on the side. And they, you know, they're like, they know they can still play ball, but at least they're going to college. And they have some sort of education or backup plan. Most of them that are smart. With skateboarding, yeah. you you know, it's just go, 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 go. It's just like, just like football can be, but also yeah. they, have, at least they have some kind of academics going on with it. And with skateboarding, you don't have nothing. You're just, because you're you're constantly on the go. It's kind of on you as a skater, but you're too young. You don't know that, you know? So if you're getting all this pressure put on you, you need to do these tricks. You need to, you know, like, look at these guys, look at these tricks, and, oh, we can't use this, and, you know, like that's a lot of pressure for someone that doesn't really know what's going on. So then when yep. you come out of that situation, you have twice as much pressure because you don't know yeah. where to, you don't know where that's to go right. to and you and then even <laughs> right. even little things you do, you're not gonna be you're not gonna get like you're not gonna get any kickbacks off of it. You know, you can have a bad right. you can have a bad month of skating and still get your boxes and checks. Right? <laughs> that's, that's a good point. It's WCRP. One thing that skateboarding, I guess, did for me, too, was give me the recognition of, because I always thought I always thought I had good work ethic, and actually what I had was passion. If you have passion for something, you don't really need strong work ethic. That just comes naturally. And so, so for me, when I was out of skateboarding, I had to find I had to find something that I was passionate about because otherwise the things that weren't I just they just sucked my soul and sure uh, I I needed to walk through those those seasons where I had jobs that I didn't like they didn't fulfill me I didn't feel like I had purpose in them and all that uh, to pay the bills to be a responsible adult and then I was married I had we had a daughter and got to pay the bills right I always say God is faithful and so are bills they keep coming. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> they just keep coming, right? I would just say that there was a long season for my of my life just trying to understand just who I was and what I was passionate about and what was going, what I was gifted at, what I felt like would bring positive impact in people's lives, et cetera. And, and that took some time. I, I'm not even saying I've arrived. Like I'm still, I'm still obviously on that journey. But, but man, I'll tell you trying to white knuckle your way into strong work ethic disconnected from something you're passionate is is hard that is the number one way to depression <laughs> right right like you really see it a lot of, and i'm talking to tom max about this and, and and um it comes a lot from honestly it really comes a lot from like people just getting you know it's that like 
we're so good at giving people participation trophies that people mm. just feel like that's enough, you know. Mm-hmm. So they don't know where to find a they don't know where to find their passion at because they know as long as they participate, that's enough. That's a very dangerous mindset. I've found for me that when I link up what I do, if if I could do what I'm passionate about doing, it's just I'm going to be a lot more successful and I'm not going to need to white knuckle it. I'm not going to need to pull myself up by the bootstraps and let's get going because I'm excited to wake up every day to get going. And, and there's a, just been a big difference for me in my life. And it takes a while to get that. And it takes it a does. while, like you're saying, man, and I think it's great that, uh, you know, I think it's awesome to hear guys like yourself and like, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting there too. And, and, and you know, it really messes up with a lot of people, man. I think what really messes a lot of people is getting on social media and trying to compare their lives to other oh, people. You know, so true. And, and and honestly, man, and being an ex skater, being an ex skater, it's so easy to to get online and like wonder, like, man, why are people worried about me? And like, you know, like you see these guys, like, yeah, all these pictures and doing all this stuff, and it's like, dude. It's not about that, man. Like you should find your purpose in life. Like that was that was one of your journeys in the in this thing called life. It's WCRP. You know, when we were kids, we would be shook to talk to like a pro skater. You know, and right, right. it would be like. You're not shook, but you're kind of like, and they're not some super great human, but you're just like, that guy's a pro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you saw him as a human Dude, being. Dude, I didn't even know the first time. I, I remember the first time I, I remember the first time I connected the dots on, whoa, there is there are actually pro skateboarders out there that get paid to do this. Yeah. And I was, I was. <laughs> I wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed because I, I mean I'm I'm buying boards and I knew I knew there was pros, but I didn't really I just didn't really think about it. I was just I was just a new skater. I was riding whatever Lance Mountain board or Mark Gonzalez board or something, but I wasn't I didn't really think it through because I'm a kid too. I'm not even really thinking with an adult mind that you you know these guys are making money like these guys are. These guys are paying the bills. These guys actually have a vocation, right? I remember the first time I put the dots together on that. I was like, whoa, no way. That's what I want to do. <laughs> it was game over, man. It was game over for me. Well, game started for me, I should say, and really pursued that. I mean, I pursued that. I thought, man, but hey, if they could do it, why can't I do it? We didn't have my brother and I, Keith, we didn't have access to skate parks or ramps like we were poor too we grew up on the wrong side of the railroad tracks like growing up in in la and everything and the the, really the only skate park that i knew of was pipeline in upland and we just didn't have the cheddar to be able to go there and so we we just grew up in the streets that's all we knew we didn't know we didn't have any backyard pools there was no mini ramps there was there were no dirt ramps nothing just just streets how did you start out as far as sponsorships because i only know no, you, I only know you pretty much from Vision. You know, I started skating. Yeah, yeah. No, my so. very, my my very, well, my very first sponsor was uh, the the team manager at the time of Outhouse Skate Surf and Snow. He was in Covina, California. I got shop sponsored by Anthony Piscopo, Donovan Piscopo's dad. 
and then right after that, so and then I was I was shot for a little bit, and then you know going to contests, all that kind of stuff. Always in San Diego, doing contests down there, castle contests and all that. And then and then I went up to a, a Pal Peralta uh, contest, and and I skated I skated with it was kind of like a shop slash amateur, right? Anybody that was flow or am or whatever, and so I did really well in that and Shrugi. Uh, he was he was for, with Deluxe at the time. He came up to me afterwards and said, "Hey, do you want to be sponsored by by Thunder and Spitfire?" And I was and those were my two favorite. That was my favorite truck truck company. That was my favorite wheel company. Anyway, so that just seemed like a no brainer. So that was my those were my two first like legitimate sponsors. That and Outhouse Surf Shop. I had a lot of just little opportunities here and there. I was like weird like Triple X, Brand X, Air Tool, just just some 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 companies that were given or what, you know, free boards or whatever. And they were cool. I was super thankful. But the first time I ever got sponsored by a legitimate board brand was Lance Mountain connected me to Eric Nash and Eric Nash was writing, he was pro for Sims, which was course, of course owned by vision at the time. And so I wrote for, I wrote for Sims. That's when I got on vision streetwear shoes, vision streetwear clothing and all that. And then, um, and I rode for Sims, uh, amateur pretty much, pretty much the whole time. Sims got sold to Sims got sold to Santa Cruz, and I didn't really want to go with with Eric to Santa Cruz, so I bailed and hooked up with John Lucero and Skip Pronier and those guys and rode for Black Label just for a minute. And then Brad Dorfman with Vision called me back and said, "Hey, if you come back to if you come back to Vision, I'll turn you pro." And so I did that and turned pro for Vision. It's WCRP. Turned pro for vision, and it was, bro, it was such a blessing. I, I'm so thankful for vision. I'm thankful for Eric Nash, the time with Sims, and all that kind of stuff, vision, streetwear, everything. It was it was such a good season of my life. I got to travel and, and met so many great people, and... And yeah, it really was the launching of my skateboarding career. When Lance quit Pal to start the firm, my brother Keith went over there first, and he was he was amateur for Vision, uh, but he went over there and he was just riding Am for for Lance, and Lance asked me to to come over and ride for him to be pro for for firm. And bro, there was no way I was gonna say no to that. Um, he was somebody that was already iconic and definitely somebody I looked up to just as far as, you know, he's Lance Mountain and just what he accomplished in skateboarding, et cetera. But at that point too, he was definitely a friend and a mentor uh, to me and my brother as well. So, so I, I was excited about that. Then of course, Ray, Ray Barbie, another somebody I just looked up to and was friends with him too. And so for me, it, it was definitely kind of a opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> You guys had the crew back in the day, man. That it was, was so fun. Tough. It was fun. It was like a bunch of, it just, it was a bunch of friends just doing life together, skateboarding together, having fun together. Um, yeah, the ups and downs and all, all the rounds with that came along with it and stuff. And dude, everybody, we really, it was family. We really, we really genuinely cared for each other and had James Claw. We picked him up too. And he was one of the, one of the AMs for a while. And, and uh, yeah, man, it was, it was, they were, those were some of the best years of my life for sure.
Thank you.